<clears throat> well, good morning. It's Thursday, September 28th, 2023. Thursday, September 28th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google uh, Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Can I just say how much I appreciate you? In case I haven't told you that before, I really do appreciate you. Uh, If you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, uh, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Let's start as we usually do with uh, the war in Ukraine. Moscow's Ministry of uh, Foreign Affairs spokeswoman Maria Zakharova said Western reconnaissance data NATO member satellites and spy planes were all used in the attack carried out by Ukraine. She was talking about that uh, missile attack on the uh, Russian Black Sea Fleet's headquarters uh, in uh, Crimea, in the peninsula, last week. Uh, Zakharova said, There is no doubt that the attack had been planned in advance using Western intelligence means, NATO satellite assets, and reconnaissance planes, and was implemented a upon the advice of the United States and British uh, security uh, agencies and in coordination with them. Yes, and don't you ever fucking forget it. (laughs) Uh, Chinese importers are believed to have made large purchases of animal feed corn, uh, animal feed corn, uh, from Ukraine in the past two weeks, providing a boost for for uh, Ukraine's uh, country for uh, from really an unlikely source. Uh, oh man, I, I, I'll get to that in a second. The traders were unable to say exact uh, exact volumes, but several said today that they amounted to several hundred thousand metric tons. Some estimates uh, from European traders uh, say ranged from five hundred thousand to one million tons. Uh, for shipment between October and December. Oh, man. I wonder if Russia is going to hit one of those boats. That would be interesting. Uh, The UK Ministry of Defense says in its daily public intelligence update that Russia has lost about 90 fixed-wing aircraft in combat since it launched its full-scale invasion in Ukraine in February 2022. Which, if you think about it, that's really not that uh, that many. I think they have 1,200 planes, uh, uh, military planes, something like that. Uh, The British and French defense ministers have arrived in Kyiv to discuss supplying further military aid to Ukraine. The visits come ahead of Kyiv's first defense industries forum, where Ukrainian officials are to meet representatives from more than 160 defense firms and 26 countries. UK Defense Secretary Grant Shapps reiterated the UK's unwavering support for Ukraine shortly after his arrival in Kyiv with a post on uh, 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 formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Secretary of State for Defense of the UK, Grant Shapps and Zelensky, have discussed uh, how to bolster Ukraine's air defenses ahead of winter, uh, when Russia is expected to use long-range missiles and drones to target critical energy infrastructure. Uh, Ukraine's new defense minister, Rustem Umarov, also met Shapps, and said he briefed him on the battlefield situation and Kyiv's urgent needs. Umarov said on X, focus, or formerly known as Twitter, 
focus on air defense, artillery, anti-drone systems. Winter is coming, but we are ready. Stronger together. Uh, in an unannounced visit to Kyiv, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg said Ukrainian forces are gradually gaining ground in their counteroffensive against Russia. Uh, speaking at a joint press conference with Zelensky, Stoltenberg also said uh, Russian troops were fighting for Moscow's imperial delusions. He added that NATO has framework com uh, contracts in place for 2.4 billion euros of ammunition for Ukraine, uh, including 1 billion euros uh, in firm orders, which is like 1.05, but it's just a little bit more. Uh, a billion euros uh, is just a little bit more uh, in American dollars, like 5% more. Uh, the Ukrainian Energy uh, Ministry said Russian shelling damaged a combined heat and power station in southern Ukraine overnight. Ukraine's national grid op uh, operator, uh, Ukrainergo, had earlier today described the plant as a thermal power station, but an energy ministry statement said all thermal power plants in, in uh, territory controlled by Ukraine were, uh, were in operation. The ministry said the station had not been in operation at the time of the attack and a warehouse had caught fire. The blaze was subsequently extinguished. Uh, maybe it's one that they, they kick in during the winter. Maybe. Uh, Ukraine claims it shot down 34 of 44 uh, Shahid drones launched by Russia overnight. The military said on Telegram, fighter aircraft, anti-aircraft missiles units, and mobile fire groups were engaged to repel the attack. Odessa Governor Ole Keeper said his region was the main target and the attack left no casualties. A keeper said on Telegram, our air defense forces did an excellent job. No hits or destruction. There were no casualties. There were only a few small fires on dry grass as a result of the falling wreckage of the downed Shahid. Uh, Ukrainian officials said three regions, Mykolaiv and Odessa in the south and uh, Kirovorod uh, uh, um, uh, in central Ukraine were targeted by drones and some had hit their targets, but they did not say what was damaged. Andriy uh, Rykovich, uh, Kirovrod's uh, governor, wrote on Telegram, We had an extremely difficult night. Some of the Shahids over the region were destroyed. However, there were also hits. He added there were no casualties and no damage to civilian infrastructure. Uh, military officials say Ukrainian troops have held off attacks by Russian forces trying to regain lost positions on the Eastern Front. I would assume that's also around Bakhmut. Um, so uh, no immediate gains, but Russia isn't going anywhere. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Denied. But, 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 but denied. <laughs> Judge Tanya Chutkin, uh, Trump's uh, uh, request that she recuse herself from overseeing the 2020 election interference uh, case brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith in Washington, D.C. Uh, because of statements she made in court that Trump's legal team argued to disqualify her. Uh, she, uh, yeah, she denied his request. Yesterday, Chutkin said in an opinion that her comments during sentencing hearings 
for two defendants who took part in the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021, which Trump and his lawyers cited in his attempt to remove her from the case, do not warrant recusal. Chutkin wrote, the statements certainly do not manifest a deep-seated prejudice that would make fair judgment impossible. The standard for recusal based on statements without intrajudicial origins. Uh, Trump's attorneys argued the public meaning of the statement is inescapable. President Trump is free, but should not be free. But Chukin said she has never taken that position that Trump should be prosecuted or imprisoned as the former president's lawyers had argued. Uh, And the the defense does not cite any instance of the court ever uttering those words or anything similar. As I pointed out weeks ago, she never said Trump's name. Chotkin said her comments referencing Trump in the sentencing hearings were an acknowledgement of the arguments made by the two defendants and why they thought they should receive lower sentences. In other words, they said, oh, well, they, they, these people in charge didn't do it. Why should we? And then she referenced them saying that. A reasonable, she said, a reasonable person aware of the statutory requirement that the court address the defendant's arguments and state its reasons for its sentence would understand that in making the statements contested here, the court was not issuing vague declarations about third parties, potential guilt, and hypothetical future cases. Instead, it was fulfilling its duty to expressly evaluate the defendant's argument that their sentences should be reduced because other individuals whom they believed were associated with the events of January 6th had not been prosecuted. And that was sort of a slap in the face to, the, uh, to uh, Trump's team. <laughs> uh, Trump attorneys could petition an appeals court to require her to recuse, but that will 99.9% uh, likely be unsuccessful. Uh, the second Republican debate happened yesterday at the Ronald Reagan Library, and nothing is different except we all feel dumber. Eh. I think Nikki Haley meant to use the word stupider when she said to Vivek Swami, R- Ramaswamy, <clears throat> Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a bit dumber for what you say. Two candidates criticized Trump's absence as well. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said he was missing in action. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie called the former president Donald Duck and said he hides behind his golf clubs rather than defending his record on stage. Uh, Trump's rivals took a few shots at him. Uh, DeSantis knocked him for deficit spending. Christie mocked him. Uh, during the night's early moments, calling him Donald Duck for skipping the debate, and then in final comments said he would vote Trump off the GOP island. Uh, uh, Chris Christie said, This guy has not only divided our party, he's divided families all over this country, he's divided friends all over this country, he needs to be voted off the island, and he needs to be taken out of this process. All in all, no one stepped up to really attack Trump, they are all vying to be Trump's VP. It will likely go to Vivek Ramaswamy because he's been the biggest Trump cheerleader. 
Uh, so yesterday, we talked about the Senate bill to fund the government. It has now become apparent that McCarthy is the little bitch boy to the Freedom Caucus. Yesterday, McCarthy said he will not call a vote on the bipartisan stopgap funding bill hashed out in the Senate in a bid to avert a looming government shutdown. Uh, Representative Bob Good from uh, Virginia, Republican, told reporters at a media briefing that McCarthy informed members of the House GOP conference during a closed-door meeting that he won't allow a vote on the continuing resolution uh, that bipartisan senators agreed to. Instead, House Republicans on Tuesday voted to open debate on a package of appropriation bills for the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, State, and Agriculture. Uh, these are only four of the 12 measures that lawmakers must approve in order to fully fund the federal government. Why? Because Republicans want to cut everything to the poor so they can create more tax cuts for the rich. They've already done that. They've already tried that. So we know that's what they're going to do. Biden. Uh, that's what they do. They say, oh, look, well, look at the money we saved. Let's give it to the rich. <laughs> that's what they always say. Uh, Biden has accused McCarthy of reneging on the deal to raise the debt ceiling in exchange for maintaining current government spending levels. And the speaker is pressing for a new meeting with the president to underscore Republican demands to include increased border security in any agreement. Republicans are going to lose on this. People are going to see the Republicans as the ones who are causing this this uh, shutdown. Congressional and, and you know, the, the swing state Republicans are scared to death. Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair Pramilia uh, Jayapal uh, from Washington wrote on social media, this is insane. The Senate passed a funding bill that would avert government shutdown and give the House more time to pass appropriation bills, but Speaker McCarthy won't even consider it. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican, of course, uh, said on uh, the chamber floor that a vote against a standard short-term funding measure is a vote against paying over $1 billion in salary for Border Patrol and Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents working to track down lethal fentanyl and tame our open borders. So, just so you know, this is a Republican, the leader of the Republican Party in Washington, saying that Republicans don't care about the border. Granted, he may not have known where he was when he said it. I mean, this is <laughs> this this is McConnell. I mean, who knows if he even knew where he was. Anyway, if McCarthy maintains his opposition to the Senate uh, CR, a House majority made up of both Democrats and GOP representatives could come together for a discharge petition to force a vote though Republicans who did so would likely face accusations of betrayal from their own party. So it's likely not to happen. We would need quite a few. Tuesday, Senator John Fetterman said that there's not one single senator who wants a shutdown, but on their side of the House, this is petty chaos by diminished men. Uh, uh, the last time, they did this kind of thing, you know, it resulted in another credit downgrade. Fetterman added, if they want to be this stupid to do this again, they're going to pay in 2024. 
Uh, so did you ever think I would back Kirsten Cinema for the Senate? Did you ever think that? She is coming up for election, of course, very soon. Today, failed Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake said she will run for Senator uh, Kirsten Cinema's Senate seat. Lake, who is still contesting the 2022 gub- uh, uh, gubernatorial election, which she claims she lost due to fraud, told the Wall Street Journal she will officially launch her campaign at an uh, October 10th rally. Uh, the Journal reports that the race will likely be between Republican Lake, uh, Dem- Democratic uh, Representative uh, Ruben Gallego, and Kirsten Cinema. now uh, who is an independent. Uh, so that means... That means that that would mean a Democrat. If if Carrie Lake ran on the Republican ticket, Kirsten Cinema would be supported by Republicans. That would split the Republican vote, and a Democrat would win. Oh man, I can't wait to see what happens. But he won't get fifty percent of the vote. I don't know. Do they have? Do, they, do you have to get fifty percent of the vote in there? I don't know. I don't know. So wow, just really wow. Uh, Yesterday, we talked about the anti-union Trump speaking at a non-union truck parts uh, plant in Clinton Township, Michigan, doing some union busting. Of course, that's what he does, the so-called man of the people. Uh, In his speech, Trump said of the union, I don't care what you get in the next two weeks or three weeks or five weeks. They're going to be closing up. They're going to be building those cars in China and other places. It's a hit job in Michigan and Detroit. We know that, but we know that won't happen. There are great Chinese cars that we will never see because of an import tax. I'm not kidding. There's entire lines of Chinese cars that we've never seen here. However, if you get someone in office who is friendly to China, you know, say Trump, then those tariffs will go away and encourage companies to go overseas. It was a theme Trump used to attack Biden. The electric vehicle transition and the Biden administration efforts to accelerate it are going to send jobs overseas and leave the U.S. automobile industry in ruins. That's what he is claiming. Ignoring, he's ignoring the health aspects of combustion, ignoring global warming, ignoring everything, including the earth becoming a lifeless rock. Trump said, It doesn't make a damn bit of difference what you get because in two years, you're all going to be out of business. You're not getting anything. I mean, I watch you out there with the pickets, but I don't think you're picketing for the right thing. Okay. Can I just say again, pay me now or pay me later. Trump repeatedly and falsely accused the Biden administration of attempting to bring about a transition to hell. We'll talk about what hell would be, but anyway, <laughs> uh, and, and that's how he put it. And impose, uh, uh, as he imposed electric vehicle mandates that will spell the death of the American auto industry. I, uh, let, let's th- throw out the fact here that the auto industry has embraced electric vehicles. They're cheaper to make. Overall, they're cheaper to make. And there's less problems with them. First of all, the auto industry will survive just fine as long as there is 
a sane person in office that doesn't make rules that make it better to send jobs overseas like the Republican Party did for decades. Second, better for an industry to die and an electric uh, industry be born than the planet to die along with massive human die-offs, which would actually be hell, a transition to hell, as he put it. Uh, Kevin Munoz, a spokesperson for Biden's 2024 re-election campaign, said in response that Trump is lying about President Biden's agenda to distract from his failed track record of trickle-down tax cuts, closed factories, and jobs outsourced to China. During Trump's four years in office, the offshoring of U.S. jobs increased. Uh, Munoz said there is no EV mandate. Simply put, Trump had the United States losing the EV race to China, and if he had it his way, the jobs of the future would be going to China. President Biden is delivering where Donald Trump failed by bringing manufacturing back home and with it good-paying jobs for the American people. But have these jobs gone away? Let's ask that question, right? Since Biden took office in January 2021, total auto industry employment in the U.S. has risen from 948,000 jobs to 1,073,000 jobs, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. That's a rate of about 4,000 new auto jobs a month, if you want to do the math, and more are coming. Plus, China is undercutting the U.S. on parts, Electric vehicle subsidies and the Inflation Reduction Act will close the cost gap so that companies manufacturing electric vehicles and their parts can compete. Auto companies have announced plans to build literally dozens of new factories in the U.S. Trump, in his speech, said he would protect jobs in a way that would lead to higher wages, but didn't say how that rabbit would come out of his hat. He would have to be a magician, right? Remember yesterday when I said Trump would hire auto workers to be with him? I was wrong. I admit it. One individual who held a union members for Trump sign during the rally admitted to the reporter for the Detroit News that she's not a union member. Another person with a sign that read auto workers for Trump's said he wasn't even an auto worker when asked for an interview. Both people didn't provide their names. It seems this may also be an NLRB violation. Ahead of Trump's Michigan visit, the AFL-CIO said in a statement that Trump's presidency was catastrophic for workers, pointing to his anti-union appointment to the National Labor Relations Board, uh, defense of so-called right-to-work laws, repeal of Labor Department rules aimed at protecting worker pay, and failure to protect manufacturing jobs. AFL-CIO President Liz Schuler said the idea that Donald Trump has ever or will ever care about working people is demonstrably false. For his entire time as president, he actively sought to roll back worker protections, wages, and the right to join a union at every level. UAW members are on the picket line fighting for fair wages and against the very corporate greed that Donald Trump represents. Working people see through his transparent efforts to reinvent history. 
We are not buying the lies that Donald Trump is selling. That's the entire union speaker, several unions speaking, right? That's what they're all saying. Uh, the UAW said it will announce plans tomorrow to expand its strike against the big three automakers. The union says President Sean Fain will make the announcement at 10 a.m. Eastern Time in a video appearance addressing union members. Additional walkouts will take place at noon Friday without serious progress in contract talks. The union would, wouldn't say what action it would take on Friday, reiterating that all options are on the table. Fain said Tuesday that negotiations were moving slowly and that union would add facilities that uh, and the union would add facilities to the strike to turn up the pressure on automakers. California. Yesterday, Judge Dolly M. G. in U.S. District Court for the Central District of California upheld the, the county's uh, 2022 rejection of ExxonMobil's proposal to drive oil tankers down coastal highways. Last year, the uh, county cited the harm that a potential oil spill would do to biodiversity, water safety, and cultural resources when it refused to allow Exxon to truck oil. The outcome of the uh, case prohibiting the company from transporting millions of gallons of oil per week will keep Exxon from moving towards resuming operations on offshore platforms and at former processing facilities. In the UK, it's a little different when it comes to oil. Yesterday, regulators in the UK greenlit the Rosenbank oil field in the North Sea, which campaigners warned contains enough oil and gas to match the yearly emissions of 28 low-income countries. The UK government said it welcomed the approval in a statement that comes one week after Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak announced he was delaying some of the elements of the country's net zero plan. By approving Rosebank, Rishi Sunak has confirmed he couldn't care less about climate change. The approval comes despite the fact that the International Energy Agency concluded in 2021 that no new fossil fuel projects should be launched if world leaders want to limit global heating to 1.5 degrees centigrade. It also comes on the heels of a government report finding that a record number of people in England died of heat-related causes in 2022. This just shows how deeply big oil is in funding government. Well, specifically funding people in government. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Not that it happens here in the United States, mind you. I'm sure oil companies aren't giving millions of dollars to campaigns in the United States. That would never happen, right? Right? Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, September 28, 2023. Thursday, September 28, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. Have I said that to you? I want to make sure you understand. I appreciate you very much. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, tweet to me or X to me or whatever it is to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that.
It's not measured in dollars. It's measured on what you do with those dollars to benefit the people. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.